we just go again. Good evening, and I hope you're not disappointed. Excuse the throat, you've witnessed my coffin, splitter. The, sometimes you look for confirmation of the messages you're going to hear, and uh, it's been quite phenomenal. Even the songs that's been shared coming in, Be Still Know I'm God, that's the text my son Derek got me after I had my heart attack. So, you know, she's, he died, died, you know. But Sandy will whip, see that I don't, you know. <laughs> Uh, my, my thought for tonight, and it was really confirmed by different sources, and uh, this morning when Robert was speaking about Moses, I want to share a wee snippet of early testimony for myself, but it's about our collective adoption into Christ, God picking us, we didn't pick him. Whether you're a Calvinistic or Arminian, we can debate that later. But the, that's what I felt burdened into my heart because it's my life experience. Uh, but before I get into that, we'll just come out ourselves to the Lord. Heavenly Father, you're a good God and we thank you that you did pick his Lord. And we pray for more people to be elected in Jesus' name, Father. Om your word to his Lord and give us something to take away with Father tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, my story begins very early on in life. Uh, I, I suppose I could put across what I want to share with you adoption, affirmation, and acceptance, you know. He is, so I'm, I'm, I've done my homework. <laughs> Uh, basically I was brought up with Avery and um, a very before I go into that we were at a wedding yesterday right and see the saying tying the knot apparently in Celtic tradition the bride and groom took the, the hands and they put like scarves around them and once the ceremony was over as they both pulled their end of the scarves it went into a knot so it was like tying the knot and I never knew that, I just wanted to share that because it does tie in with the adoption, the acceptance the God picking us God tying the knot with us with the bride of Christ and uh, I just thought it was really really, really good you know um, anyway before, before I get into a wee bit of my testimony I'd like to, if you could open your Bibles please to Galatians Chapter 4, verse 47. I'll give you time to look it up. And uh, uh, verse 4. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, so that we might receive adoption as sons and daughters. And because you are sons, God has sent the spirit of his son in their hearts, crying, Abba, Father, so that you are no longer a slave, but a son, and if a son, then a near through God. The, it's important to get 
later on there's various Excel share we you don't need to look them up but you can ask me for the references later one of the ones that always stick in my mind is that God's spirit witnessing with my spirit that I belong to him and that fundamental truth each individual has got to experience that share that and know that uh, you know it's really important uh, you know or you might be out in the wilderness and say I don't know but I'm here to share if you at one point in life you've accepted the Lord regardless of where you are then now you're, you're adopted into his family which is so important the adoption but culture wise when Paul penned this culture wise they would have an ear that rich people would like to adopt you know an upstanding person in the community but Paul has in mind us you know folk eh, no standing none whatsoever but that was a cultural background when I was reading a wee bit into this adoption but anyway back to where I was born born in Airdrie I'm 61 years of age I was born in 1957 11th of December and I was two weeks old and my mum and dad just left me, right? So they went down to London through whatever circumstances. I never ever dug too deep to find out the reasons why. But that then affects your psyche the rest, well, a good part of your life, eh, why things happen. Eh, and in the background, yeah, I still felt although I was in an atheistic family uh, well see my orange family some aspect but uh, as regarding the things of God the real things of God quite atheistic and the, the fact that you still felt there's somebody there even when we drew the X-rated part of my life which I'm not sharing tonight but I just want to share with you the, the, the early shape in my life uh, last week Tony was mentioned about the Holy Spirit mirroring in their lives and it really that wrong with me as well uh, last night and Robert speaking about Moses left in the Moses basket and brought up in the first household I wasn't brought up in the field's house, so I was brought up in the Tap Avenue in one hall. But the, so I really felt, you know, you were clicking away a lot of what was getting said. Anyway, so two weeks old, mum and dad's left. My gran then brings me up, uh, and it wasn't about five years later till they come back up to London. By that time, they'd divorced, um, and my mother was wanting me back, but by that time, my granny had basically I was hers then and like my aunties and uncles were more like big brothers and sisters to me which I was grateful for uh, and they sort of uh, bolstered me along in life let's say um, but the, for the spiritual aspect as a, as a young boy and I'm talking about five or six I'm going to go off old school uh, and I've shared this a few times in when I'm sharing my story uh, we were singing in the gym hall there is a green hill far away without a sight of the wall 
where our dear Lord was crucified, he died to save us all. And you know how it goes. Uh, beautiful hymn, although some, some folk dispute the theology talking about a green hill. But I was crying at that and I didn't understand it. I'm singing this and as a, as a, a young boy, I'm breaking my heart, greeting, crying over this. So I feel that was my first touch for the Lord and his grace into my life. And last week Kenny Bothwick was on about the poor lady eight pound a week she had to live on. And it's horrendous for some folk out there just now, absolutely horrendous. Uh, I admire the food banks but I wasn't under there in the first place. That's my social statement. But anyway, as a young man I'm I had to save up for a bag of crisps at primary school. Crisps with throttles, and you get a penny a day, and you either bought your digestive biscuit or you saved up and got your crisps. So I was just saying that, you know, things stick, shape you, in your mind, the, the poverty aspect. And the other aspect is we should have got, my, my granny should have got carrier's allowance for us in some shape or form, but she got absolutely nothing. But anyway, so that, that shaped me later on in life because I wasn't going through life nothing. And I turned the wrong way and got up to all sorts. But anyway, so that's another wee high point. And the other one was, I was only about eight or nine. And I went down to the Brimnell Church of one washing. Uh, and that's a fair bit away. We were up in Rossell's Drive at this time. So it's, it's like the other end of Airdrie. Eight or nine and I'm off out the door about to Sunday school. No, nobody, I just heard that it was on. And three weeks I went along and heard some of the stories about Jesus. Jesus. And each, each Sunday you went and you get a wee picture. And I thought, you know, I said, I'm going to go. But anyway, I lasted three weeks. But I still believe God clocks all that. You know, and that, that's, that's no born out of the natural man. The natural man wants nothing to do with God. We want to run away from him. We want to hide from him. The natural bit is we're just sinners. And so that was the early, early shame in my life. And that's what I had in mind. And I had all the hang-ups as you grow up. Who, you, who your father was. Um, I heard later on that he got into another relationship. And through circumstances he supposedly uh, killed his wife. Um, who was in another relationship which it's, I've no dug deep enough I've no got facts and figures Your uh, Sam who's like my big brother just says look just forget all about him Tommy you know so I basically done that when when I was a, an older teenager just says right that's fine that part's uh, forgotten but the I still look for you're, we're all looking for affirmation in our souls and our spirits as we go through life. Are we doing the right thing? A lot of times we're doing the wrong thing and we're looking to God's grace to forgive us for that. Uh, and the, and the other, another wee verse, you don't need to look up, it's, it's in Romans 8 verse 16. It's the one I shared earlier on. God's spirit bears witness with your spirit that we're children of God and if children then join us with Christ. And that is uh, such an important uh, point that each one of us has got to, got to answer. 
And and with that, I want to I want to jump into John 17. If you want to turn to that, please. The Gospel of John 17. And as I was going through our Lord's high priestly prayer, I started. I was counting. How many times your father is mentioned? You bear in mind what I've just shared with you. Your father leaving you and where, where your mindset is. And it's, in the Gospel of John, it's over a hundred times. And the commentary says that, but I counted up few verses. For chapter 14 to 17, the word father is mentioned 49 times, and that's excluding I am. And it was, this is the main meat that I want to share with you. The, the affirmation of our adoption and I'll then hear the, 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 the acceptance a wee, a wee bit at the end so if you want to just go through it with, with us, and uh, as I'm going through it I'll just share a couple of thoughts before the Lord has demonstrated Gethsemane he's now Speaking in the past tense of the coming crucifixion, so the job's done, and his heart of hearts before God. So, when Jesus had spoken these words, he lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, "Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son, that the Son may glorify you, since you have given him authority over all flesh." To give eternal life to all whom you have given him. It's back to that bit. God picking us. We didn't pick him. I can't work that out. Uh, at times why me and why no. We will lay across the road there. And. The next verse. And this is eternal life that they know you. The only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. I have glorified you on earth and have accomplished the works that you gave me to do. And now, Father, glorify me in your own presence with the glory I had with you before the world existed. You've, sometimes we get flashes in scripture where it's God looking down on earth, like chosen in Christ before the foundation of the world. That's God's view outside of time, looking down. And the bride of Christ position. And some verses is we're looking up. And it, that verse that I've just shared with you, chosen in Christ before the foundation of the world, that our cosmos is a better translation. Uh, that is just so important. The next verse I have manifest your name to the people whom you gave me. Out of the world, yours they were, and you gave them to me, and they have kept your word. They have to, that's your job now to share the gospel, and we don't know who the Lord's picked, but we just do it in faith. I don't know. Back to when I think of Judas later on, the Lord mentions Judas, the betrayal, because it was written. And he went to his own place, and there's a fear a lot of times with a few brothers in here. We 
folk who just don't know Christ and their end sometimes you wonder was it worthwhile they were ever being born but God has got his plan his ways are we above our ways and I don't know uh, if, if that's an individual's end you know I wrestle with stuff like that in my in my mind and my heart and I've got to accept uh, God's ultimate sovereignty over every human situation uh, and for I have given them the words that you gave me and they have received them and have come to know in truth that I came from you and they have believed that you sent me I always think when I've shared with people going through hard times and whatnot, and some people feel like giving up and I think of the disciples they've just acknowledged that he's the Messiah and uh, the Lord says in reply are you going to leave as well some of them had, had left they couldn't handle what was being said and the statement was where are we going to go to Lord you've got the words of eternal life so I've shared that often and I really believe it where, where are we going to go the Lord has the words of eternal life and, uh, verse 9 I am praying for them I am not praying for the world but for those whom you have given me for they are yours and right away I'm saying he's not praying for the world he's praying for his bride although he's then exerting us to go and pray for our enemies pray for those who persecute us who hurt us but in this specific time he's solely focused on the chosen of God and that, that gives me a lot of comfort and verse 10 all minds are yours and yours are mine and I am glorified in them and I am no longer in the world but they are in the world and I am coming to you Holy Father keep them in your name which you have given me that they may be one even as we are one we all know about the the Lord exhorting our unity exhorting us hey, if we've got something against the brother or sister that we go and get it sorted out leave your gift at the altar go and get it sorted and then come back and offer your gifts to God so there's that ongoing as we grow and walk in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ and try and navigate through this this life I see Saul one of his sermons he, he says he, he related it to it's like a valley of tears at times and it is for, for a lot of us later on the Lord speaks about hating your life you know but I'll, I'll cross that when I come here uh, verse 12 while I was with them I kept them in your name which you have given me and I have guarded them and not one of them has been lost except son of destruction that the scripture may be fulfilled but now I am coming to you and these things I speak in the world that they may have my joy filled in them, themselves I have given them your word and the world has hated them because they are not of the world I don't know about you but when you try to share 
the things of God it really you have a few categories some people will listen and walk away other people will listen and embrace what you have to say to them some people will turn on you big time and other people are just so apathetic and ultimately as we went through this text we're seeing it's the Holy Spirit that's drawn the Lord says if I'm lifted up I will draw all men to me now no everybody's going to be saved the Bible's perfectly clear on that sadly but that's the reality of the scriptures I will draw all men to me so that drawing in whatever shape and form whether through people acknowledging creation or just acknowledging that there's something bigger than themselves eh, the Lord's drawing them and will hold them accountable I have given them your word and the world has hated them because they are not of the world just as I am not of the world when God's word comes into our hearts and lives and minds and turns us upside down and starts to transform us the repentance bit I like to see repentance not more as a one off occasion but it's like a change of heart and mind I'm repenting every day because we're wrestling with the flesh, the world, the devil every day so your, your mind and heart changes towards God because he's so holy and one day we face him but thankfully he's dealt with a sin past tense big donkey, Donald used to preach the Lord forgive my sins past present and future and I'm only a young Christian at this time and uh, Jim Armstrong who was speaking at the last men's night Jim was like donkey's taxi but I'm a young Christian and Duncan would just haul me along with me and Jim and maybe a few others and it was good uh, it was good grounding uh, just listening to a man like that and going about and sharing your testimony and where you've came from uh, I can jump back into verse 15 I do, I do not ask that you take them out of the world but that you keep them from the evil one when the Lord spoke to Peter he says Peter Satan would sift you like wheat you're nothing to him he would run him out with you but the Lord pray, prayed for him and the Lord is praying for us now um, I think it was Kenny Bothwick was, was mentioning the when people have like an out of body experience or whatever and think about heaven that he sees that picture as the Lord interceding in heaven constantly on our behalf so that, that's a great comfort knowing that he's interceding on our behalf interceding for tomorrow for us for this week we don't know what this week's going to bring we don't don't want to know what this week's going to bring and verse 16 they are not of the world just as I am not of the world sanctify them in the truth your word is truth this sanctification through God's word it, it can't come any other way later on and if I ever share my story with you I used to be in a astra travel loving rampa witchcraft 
you name it, you name it, you know. And none of it, none of it done my soul any good. I knew that when I died, I wouldn't be going to heaven, I'd be going to hell. And I mean, I, I was listening to, I digress here, but on that very topic, I was listening to Gersner, who was R.C. Sproul's teacher. Uh, I don't want to upset you, but have a wee check it out on YouTube. Gersner speaking on hell. And so often, I shared it with Robert this morning, we were sharing a couple of thoughts. And some, sometimes we have the picture of hell as being where God is absent from. And Gersner's thoughts was very much that God is very present, even in heaven and, and in hell. Uh, and it was really heavy. Um, but that's what I'm going to say on that. Uh, verse 18, As you send me into the world, so I send them into the world. And for their sake I consecrate myself, that they also may be sanctified in the truth. And right away that jumped out at me. I've read it umpteen times, but for the Lord to even consecrate himself. That was a biggie. I was sharing it with one of my mates during the week there. We were just talking. I'm saying, I've never noticed that. But, you know, that's, that's for a wee bit of personal study. <laughs> we, we, and I mean, check that one out, because I'm going to... Uh, verse... 26. I do not ask for these only, but also for those who believe in me through their word, that they may all be one, just as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they all may be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. The, the absolute unity between God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit that is witnessing within our hearts and soul, our mind. The picture of the, the, the triune God there. In verse 22, The glory that you gave me, I have given to them, that they may be one, even as we are one. I in them, and you in me, that they may become perfectly one, so that the world may know that you sent me and loved them even as you loved me. This oneness that the Lord emphasizes so much, the unity that people will notice, people do notice, there's something different about these people. They really are. And that's why it's, it's such a, a precious thing to, if you've done something wrong, get it sorted out with your brother, sister, whatever. And forgive, leave your gift at the altar, get sorted. Uh, verse 24, Father I desire that they also whom you have given me may be with me where I am to see my glory that you gave me because you loved me before the foundation of the world. Where I am see my glory. Graham picked some hymns the other night and I was thinking about my pal Les and I've only shared this we thought with a few people my pal Les died he came to the, the men's night for the last 6-7 years and Sandy took the funeral I'd done the eulogy and as we were discussing whatever and it was just like left field as if I got a picture in my mind's eye of my pal Les 
like that before, before the Lord. Now, whether it was wishful thinking, I don't know, but it was. I do believe the Lord can give us spiritual inspiration, flashes, warnings, comfort, whatever. Because uh, I'm no a lump of wood, neither are you, and the Lord knows we're no lumps of wood. So, all the hymns that, most of the hymns that Graham picked tonight, they were all his favourites. Um, so I, he was really filling my mind. So I just wanted to share that when we're talking about where I am to see my glory that you have given me because you love me before the foundation of the world. And then verse 25, O righteous Father, even though the world does not know you, I know you. And these know that you have sent me. I have made known to them your name. And I will continue to make it known that the love with which you have loved me may be in them and I in them. The knowledge, your job to make Christ known in every society, every social standing, but known in a proper balanced way. So many people out there, one of my mates was sharing me as he's talking to somebody who's of another faith, but he doesn't see any of the Bible. It's all tradition, it's all culture. And he can't handle getting into God's word. Uh, and situations like that. You know, Paul saying, I become all things to all men that I might win some. And a lot of times we need to think in our feet, how can we build bridges? What do we have in common with whatever aspect the individuals are speaking to? Evangelism, when I was a young Christian, was very heavy in my heart. We used to hit the seats every, every Friday night and going to a lot of the pubs and clubs and uh, like I say, a lot of people knew me in every, and they couldn't what are you doing preaching, you know, they couldn't believe the transformation in my life and it, at times it was hard going, I can always remember somebody sharing uh, I thought you became a Christian Tommy because you were feared with some of the the backlash you may experience, you know. And I says to Kevin, I says, Kevin, I find it easier getting into a scrap than standing up and preaching the gospel and getting into pubs and clubs. Um, you know, that's a wee snippet of where I was. So, um, but anyway, in my acceptance, but this is for us to take home, and I hope I've not went on too long. Uh, and it's... it's you don't need to look up, but it's First Corinthians verse eight. Who will who will sustain you to the end, guiltless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ? God is faithful, by whom you were called into fellowship of His Son Jesus Christ, our Lord. And with that, I just you know, thanks for listening to my sore throat, and I hope. You God's word to get through as well, you know. Okay. Amen. Yes. Heavenly Father, we just thank you that we had the time just to share your word, Father, and just put in our hearts and minds, Lord, sharpen our, sharpen our spirits for this week ahead, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen.